530. Hi, thank you. We'll wait one more minute. Okay. We're we expecting Kay and Maddie, right? Maddie's joining right now. I don't see Kay yet. Still no K. Would you like me to start with the housekeeping items? Sure. Okay, good evening, everyone. I want to share with you a few uh, housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. All board members, please keep your video on. All others keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And I do wanna mention there is another board meeting tonight that starts at 7.30 and that board meets here in the city commission room in person. So uh, if we can wrap up this meeting by 7.15 to allow for those board members to uh, come in and set up for their meeting. Um, letting Kay in, and I'll turn it over to you, Stan. All right, well, welcome everybody. Um, we have two new members that are joining us tonight, and we'll get a chance to have them introduce themselves here in a minute. I'm looking, I don't see any members of the public on yet, but maybe you can uh, check that for us again, Kathy. First thing we have to do is take roll, so I'm gonna call roll. Um, Maddie Bell? Here. Stephen Kramer is absent tonight. He let us know that he was not going to be able to attend. He's, he's I think, out of state. He might <clears throat> might try to call in. Uh, Mosin Fatemi? Here. Deb, Deb Ford? Here. Kay Johnson? Here. Nancy Muma? Here. Stanley Rasmussen, that's me. I'm here. Ben Sykes? Here. And Amanda Stam. Did we lose Amanda? Looks like we lost Amanda. She's not in the waiting room. She was on earlier. We could see her. Mm -hmm. I'll check my email too, just in case. 
She's no longer listed as um, one of the participants in the meeting. Oh, she's coming in just one second. Yeah, let's give her a second then. Amanda, can you hear us? Yes, I am back. I okay. apologize for that. Well, welcome back. I just took roll and you were the last person to acknowledge that you're here. So welcome. Hi. All right, since we have two new members, I'd like to do introductions and I'd like them to go first. Um, Nelson, why don't we start with you? And I'm not sure if I pronounced your, your name correctly, so maybe you can verify for us. You're doing perfectly. Thank so, you. Hi, Tell everyone. Tell us about glad. yourself, please. Yeah, of course. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here with you. Hopefully, I can be a helpful member of the board. And for the city, I'm Mohsen Fatemi. Um, I'm currently a PhD student at KU doing a PhD in public administration. I My background is in architecture and urban planning in architecture. I was mostly focused on energy efficiency. And since I did a, a master's in architecture and energy, where we, we were mostly focused on improving energy efficiency in buildings. And in that program, I developed a sustainability rating system like LEED. Um, then I did a master's in urban planning at the University of Illinois. And there I also worked on developing a climate action plan for Illinois DNR uh, for Rockot State Park. And then <clears throat> after graduation, I graduated into the COVID. So I applied for a thousand jobs at local governments and I got to review lots of zoning ordinances and comprehensive plans. And it was then that I realized that local governments were not prepared for energy transition. So I thought, okay, maybe with all that, all the experience that I have now, maybe I want to do a PhD in public administration and study how local governments could facilitate energy transition. And also it was then in my master's program that I got to know Dr. Tony Reams, who used to be, who, a Jayhawk as well, and now in the Department of Energy and a professor at Michigan. And I got to um, kind of get familiar with energy justice. So it's part of my research as well to study energy justice. And now I'm here with you. And that was all about me. Welcome, welcome. And then Amanda, you are new as well. This is your first meeting. Can you tell us a little about yourself, please? Yes, hi, I'm Amanda Stam. I am the Vice President of Energy Operations for Cromwell Environmental. We do business as Cromwell Solar. You might be more familiar with that. I'm excited to be here and hope that my 10 years of industry experience um, can assist the city in you know, reviewing some of their options and the considerations that they have, particularly for the clean energy side of things. I have two small girls and um, I've lived in Lawrence for the past 20 years, so I am very invested in seeing this city thrive and I want to create a 
a clean, bright, healthy future for my children. And um, was excited to see this opportunity as I've been looking for a chance to become more involved, um, I think, with, with the city. And this just seemed to be right up my alley. So when I heard that there was an opportunity um, to join, I went ahead and applied and I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. Welcome. So welcome, Mosin and Amanda. And then I'd like everybody else to briefly give them your background and let them know who you are. And I'll just go in alphabetical order. Maddie, could you please um, share with us your some of your information, please? Yeah, so I'm Maddie. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, I have lived in Lawrence since 2007, um, basically kind of grew up here. And uh, I my environmental experience is primarily through activism. Um, I'm part of the Sunrise Movement, which is a youth-led uh, movement to stop climate change. Um, and I've also been... Uh, I, I did some like environmental work uh, in college as well, but I don't have the same like, you know, 10, 20 years of experience. That's okay, you have interest, which is good. Steve Kramer is not here tonight, so Deb Ford, please. I've been in Lawrence since um, 1981, and before that I was here for college. I'm an architect. Um, I'm. USGBC's uh, lead EP certified. Um, I have done lead buildings in my uh, past and um, strove for net zero when possible or net zero ready when possible. Um, and I have um, have two children that have grown up here and am interested in serving the community. Thank you, Deb. Kay? Hi, my name is Kay Johnson, and I am the Sustainability and Environment Manager for Prosico, a, a company in uh, Lawrence. I've been in Lawrence um, for about nine years, and my um, background, I've got 35 plus years of environmental background. I have a master's in environmental studies, a, a bachelor's in chemistry, and, and um, Masters in Environmental Studies, and have participated in a, many different um, areas in the city. And I've um, currently also on the Lauren, um, the Douglas County uh, Emergency um, Management (LEPC) Local uh, Emergency Planning Committee. And obviously, I'm very invested in everything environment and sustainability. Great, thank you, Kay. Uh, Nancy? Um, uh, Nancy Milan. I'm a um, PhD in pharmacology and toxicology. I'm the, a professor and chair of the Department of Pharmacology and Toxicology at the School of Pharmacy at KU. Um, and I've been in Lawrence since 2007 also, just like Maddie. Um, and uh, I've been involved in environmental activism for a number of years now, mostly through Sustainability Action Network and Sierra Club. And um, I'm now also been assigned to this cl uh, Climate Action Plan Committee that's going on. So looking forward to working on that. 
and Ben. Thank you, Nancy. You got to go too, Stan. I, I will. <laughs> uh, my name is Ben Sykes. I'm um, I'm a professor at KU as well. I'm in ecology and evolutionary biology. I'm also a scientist with um, the Kansas Biological Survey and Center for Ecological Research, which is a, a state agency and also a research unit on campus. Most of our research focuses on, most of my group's research focuses on microbes and soils, uh, but also plant associated things. And we think a lot about land management, extreme environments, adaptation to climate change of organisms and systems. Um, yeah, I've been here since 2013. I've got uh, four boys and they're, one of them's at KU now and three others are in the school systems here. And I, I think carefully about why I had four boys, but also like what they, uh, they're amazing and, and I try and think carefully about how, what we're going to lead them and especially locally and also more broadly. Thanks, Ben. And, and I'm Stan Rasmussen, the current vice chair of the Sustainability Advisory Board. Um, I've lived in Lawrence off and on since I was a kid. I went to grade school here, went to college here, and after um, uh, a graduate degree, uh, a law degree in environmental and natural resources. I moved back here in 1987 and I've been here since 1987. I currently am the director of an environmental and energy office for the Department of Defense and the Army. I office out of Fort Leavenworth and my home and I have a nine state territory that I cover. And prior to that, I was senior environmental counsel at Black and Veatch, but I don't practice law as a profession anymore. I get to hire my own attorney, which is great. So um, welcome everyone. We have lots of environmental interest and talent on the Sustainability Advisory Board, and I'm, I'm honored to be here and serve with everybody. So um, with that, we have started a practice of approving our agenda and um, seeing if anybody has any changes or amendments that we need to make the agenda before we proceed in the meeting. So it has, I would ask first, um, does anybody have agenda changes? Okay. Um, I just wanted to ask, and maybe Nancy's going to cover it. We we did prepare a letter um, to go to the commissioners, and somehow I don't really know what happened with that um, regarding the uh, staff position for budgets. And even though the budget had been passed, I don't really know what happened with that topic. Kathy May, and, and maybe we don't need to put it in the agenda, but we did write a letter, but we didn't bring it forth to the group, so. Well, maybe during a subcommittee report, we could hear about it. Um, thanks, Nancy, during the subcommittee. Um, any other changes? I would accept a motion to approve the agenda then. So moved. Nancy moves. Second. Okay, seconds. All in favor of approving the agenda, please say aye. 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 Any opposed, please give me the same sign. Okay, it's approved unanimously. And the next thing we need to do is approve the minutes from last month's meeting. I don't know if anybody had changes or amendments they wanted to make to those. I'll move that we pass the minutes of the meeting. I couldn't hear you, Nancy. I move that we pass the minutes of the meeting, approve them. I second that. 
Nancy moves and Deb seconds. Any amendments, any comments? No, seeing none, I would ask uh, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Anybody? Uh, I'm just going to abstain because I wasn't able to make last meeting. Uh, so I'm not sure how reflective they are. I wasn't able to watch the video, but. Okay. And for our new members, um, just so you do know, you can go back and watch these meetings. If you miss one, they are recorded. So you can watch and, and participate that way, at least to understand what was said. So anybody opposed? No opposition. So the minutes are passed unanimously. Thank you very much. Next thing on our agenda are staff items, a staff report from Kathy, please. And Kathy, I did not give you a chance to introduce yourself. I apologize for that. Would you please introduce yourself before you give us a staff report? Yeah, no problem. So I'm Kathy Richardson. I'm the new director of sustainability for the city of Lawrence. I am not new to the city. Uh, I've worked for the city for 20 years. I started in August of 2002 as a waste reduction recycling specialist within the solid waste division. And I have spent my 20 years with solid waste. My last, my former position before this one was a solid waste manager for the city of Lawrence. And I'm, I'm happy to, to continue to to grow uh, and learn, and, and this was a, a great opportunity to step into. Um, I moved uh, to Lawrence, actually to the US um, in 1996 to attend the University of Kansas. I was born and raised in Costa Rica, um, but I've been here uh, for college and then shortly after started working for the city of Lawrence. So I always say that KU is what brought me uh, to Lawrence and a city of Lawrence is what's what's kept me here. I love my job and uh, all the opportunities that I've, uh, you know, been given. So um, with that, I will just go ahead and, and start with uh, some of the report items. So since the last meeting, uh, the city and the county both announced their sustainability staff, um, as well as the uh, information about that joint office um, separation, yet still collaborating together. So um, we uh, did work on uh, some, some news release uh, items and talked to the media. I think um, there was a, a couple articles that came out and um, the county and the city, again, we're still meeting together. We're still coordinating. Uh, but uh, clarifying on some of the, the programs and services as to, you know, who is lead on some of those. So, for example, Common Ground is a joint county-city program. Um, the, the program manager for Common Ground is under uh, the Douglas County Sustainability Office. But remember, it's still going to be a joint program. So lots of coordination like that. Climate Action Plan, again, the lead is going to be the Douglas County Sustainability Office, uh, but the City of Lawrence, not only our sustainability office, but a lot of our city staff are also very involved in the Climate Action Plan. So um, 
So that activity uh, occurred since the last meeting. Uh, we've also had a lot of activity as we work and focus on our strategic plan. Um, I will bring that up every time. Um, that is our focus. Uh, the city has made a commitment to environmental sustainability. And really the way that it plays out is how these environmental sustainability progress indicators that are within each of the outcome groups, um, how, how we're gonna move the needle. And so, um, it's our you know, environmental sustainability uh, staff group that's working with the outcome groups to uh, you know, develop um, uh, new activities and strategies to get to our target. So one example, and I will promise to do a better job of sending you a little bit more advanced notice of some of these presentations that occur at the city commission meeting. But one example was a presentation that occurred uh, last night at the city commission meeting. And that was the outcome group of prosperity and economic security. And uh, so while it's their group, they're working with environmental sustainability commitment to team to you know to propose some of these changes and get feedback from the city commission on you know what can we do to attract more of these um, uh, businesses so it's like they're they're currently kind of labeling advanced energy businesses so how can we attract that uh, to Lawrence and maybe some of you heard the the presentation if not again it's recorded so you can go back and listen to not only the presentation from our economic development staff but also kind of that conversation that occurred with the the city commission this is just the very start of something so if the sustainability advisory board you know wants to be involved in this conversation absolutely this is the start of it so let's find how um, this advisory board can also provide feedback or if you want economic development staff to come in and give a presentation to your board there's there's a lot of possibilities but I'm just trying to kind of help tie how how um, sustainability advisory board could also uh, you know be uh, an impact um, to the strategic plan as 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 the that environmental sustainability um, commitment. I'm still working with uh, the MSO staff, so municipal services and operations staff on a sustainability uh, policy for infrastructure projects. So that is still ongoing, probably take a, a couple months before we start engaging the stakeholders um, in this. And again, sustainability advisory board is a stakeholder um, to that. Uh, working with um, also MSO staff on updating our energy cap uh, data on our utility usage and so forth. Uh, in addition, I will say that we've started the conversations and actually have a meeting set up on uh, the process for updating our greenhouse gas inventory and uh, twofold on that. So one is updating the greenhouse gas inventory for City of Lawrence. We are a member of ICLEI, so um, they are going to assist us in that updating. That's who has helped us in the past, but also for the climate action plan because the the, the area really is Douglas County, not just City of Lawrence. Um, we're also working on how we can assist and help to putting together a greenhouse inventory for Douglas County. So there would kind of be two, uh, Lawrence, City of Lawrence and then um, Douglas County. Making sure, oh, uh, working with uh, legal staff 
uh, on uh, some of the items that the Sustainability Advisory Board brought up to the City Commission. So that's on the single-use uh, plastic bags and then also the noxious weed um, ordinance uh, changes and, and such. Uh, with that too, as you are all aware, uh, we have started the process of uh, uh, community engagement with the Land Development Code update as well as uh, the steering committee has already met. Um, so there are some, some board members that are on that. Um, one thing to consider, uh, because as, as uh, Nancy mentioned, she's serving on the steering committee for climate action plan, Kay serving on the um, land development code update. So one thing to consider, you might want to, um, is uh, having you know those uh, updates or reports um, here at these advisory boards so that those members can, can also um, report back. Um, let me make sure uh, on the county side, um, they did want me to uh, mention that uh, the Common Ground Program is going to have a workshop and field demonstration on fall crop covers, uh, crop covers on Sunday, um, looks like September 18th from 2 to 3.30, and that's at the incubator farm. Um, I'll send you emails with all this information, by the way. Um, Tom Bueller with ex is the executive director of the Kansas Rural Center that will be there um, and has a lot of knowledge to share. Um, I talked a little bit about the climate action plan. The steering committee is going to meet for the first time next week. So just FYI, that process is starting. The staff advisors group has already met for two months. Uh, steering committee is what's going to start here this, uh, this uh, following week. In addition, the county wanted me to remind the Sustainability Advisory Board that there is still a seat for the SAB liaison on the Food Policy Council. So we talked about this a few months back. I know we had um, some vacancies on the board. Um, it actually is something that I also heard from the city manager's office and the mayor um, because we do have that vacancy to fill. Um, and that would be somebody that you appoint from the Sustainability Advisory Board. Um, I can share more information on the Food Policy Council with anyone who's interested. And at some point, um, if that could go uh, be a, an added agenda item for a meeting for a vote. Uh, open space, just really quick. Uh, so interviews are beginning um, this month uh, for the selection of the consultant team that is going to guide the county staff through the process of uh, undeveloped land in Douglas County. And this planning process is expected to extend into 2024. Um, I've got a lot of information on that too. And um, one thing, I don't see Michael Allman joining um, here, but I did want to mention because one of our strategic plan uh, progress indicators is about um, increasing the number of events that celebrate um, environmental sustainability. So one of the events coming up on Sunday, October 2nd is the Lawrence Electronic Vehicle, uh, sorry, Electric Vehicle Showcase. And it's also um, together with another event, which is the Sustainability Science Fair. We talked about that earlier around Earth Day. Um, that event had postponed because of the weather, but the Lawrence Electric Vehicle 
vehicle showcase together with the sustainability science fair will be on the east side of South Park. And that's from 10 a.m. to 2. Um, and this is to kind of celebrate. There's many communities that come together um, for the National Drive Electric Week, which is that last week in September. And um, it's the Sustainability Action Network that is hosting this event. But um, City of Lawrence is, has come together uh, with them as a partner. Um, so we can, again, um, it, we're going to have our electric buses out there. We're going to have some information too on all our other uh, sustainability uh, programs and information. So I think I've talked quite a bit and I've thrown a lot at you. I'm sorry, uh, but that is the update uh, for this last uh, month. And if you have any questions, let me know. Looks like Nancy has a question for you. I can unmute. Yes, Nancy uh, Mumat, SAB member. So Kathy, you mentioned that um, there's some work on the um, plastic bag ban and on the weed ordinance. Can you tell us where we are with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, since the items were presented to the city commission, the commission uh, directed staff to do analysis on those two items and work with our city attorney's office um, on those items as well. I do know that um, the change in the ordinance um, from the, the fee to just a straight out ban is what's, you know, cost a little bit more or that wasn't what the city attorney's office had previously reviewed. So it's a, it's a new, um, a, it's a significant change for them. So we are working with the city attorney's office and I hope to have uh, more of a concrete kind of update at the next meeting um, to share with, with you the thoughts um, of what the analysis is and then what, what we can or can't do in terms of the legal component. What about the weed ordinance that Ben Sykes group put together? I'm sorry, I didn't catch the first few words you said. And, and any updates on the weed ordinance that Ben Sykes group put together? Yes, and, and there was also discussion on the noxious weed um, ordinance. Um, there has been some discussion about how that is also part of the discussion of the land development update code. So. Um, let's not forget that piece that there might be a, a longer term discussion um, from that group as well on that. Thank you. Looks like Ben has a question. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a discussion about that here at SAB about, <clears throat> excuse me, the timeline between the development plan and uh, noxious weed ordinance. I still do think with what we agreed on here that we would rather city commission um, address it early and then see how it works. And, and because we don't need to wait three years when the city development plan is. That's not really what my question was for you though, Kathy, uh, mm -hmm. which is when there's new initiatives or new things that city commission or the county are trying to do and they recognize that they need sustainability input on it. In what cases does that go to your office and you decide uh, like, okay, we can handle that or I can handle that because mostly it's you doing a lot of things or like we need advisory board participation 
as a representation on that. So can you just maybe talk about that process in, in these things? Because it's, it's not clear sometimes when it's like the sustainability office or it's like, oh, we need advisory board membership on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that really is case by case, depending on what the situation is. I, I will say that um, this year, it, I've tried to kind of uh, continuously mention that, you know, there the involvement of the sustainability advisory board in our environmental uh, sustainability commitment area of our strategic plan is definitely something we want to engage this board on. I do know that there's been a lot of um, topics throughout the year of you know where the sustainability advisory board wants to focus on or or even the conversation of that goal setting session of what you want your focus areas to be. Um, I, I will say, I mean, for an, an example, um, uh, Nancy and, and Kay, I know I've had some conversations with them in the climate action plan where they have started to dig into the strategic plan and, and uh, specifically kind of work through some of those progress indicators. But what I would like to do is continuously update you on some of these items, you know, conversations that are getting started uh, for possible activities and uh, that will be developed for the city where I feel like the economic development one where I feel like it would be great if the sustainability advisory board could also provide input um, in that process. Uh, the sustainability policy for infrastructure, I mean, part of the policy is going to call out that it needs to engage with uh, some groups, including the sustainability advisory board. Um, so that's on CIP items that the city's uh, moving forward. But again, um, I, I know there's a process that the Sustainability Advisory Board wants to talk about in what areas you want to focus on. But right now, and I think um, when you when you all ask the city manager, you know what what should you you know what what is the role of Sustainability Advisory Board and and what should you be focusing on? He really kind of highlighted that strategic plan again, and um, there is definitely a role um, for you to the Sustainability Advisory Board to, to play in all those discussions and the feedback and, you know, and, and what we um, develop and present to commission. Ultimately, the city commission will will make the determination and the vote. Um, but certainly there's 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 a lot of areas uh, we I, we've said mentioned this before. We we need somebody on Food Policy Council, somebody in the climate the climate action plan, someone on the land development, we're asking a lot of your advisory board um, and other advisory boards as well. But it's important to have that representation and that ability that um, you all can can provide some some feedback, guidance, information. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Kathy. I, I just think, you know, I, I know you have a limited capacity to do all the things that are needed, really. And um, I guess the other point is that, um, yeah, we talked about this two times ago, I think, is the balance between us bringing kind of like new ideas about sustainability for the city and things versus us helping with the sustainability needs that the city has to move a lot of their projects forward and, you know, reactive versus proactive kind of things. And um, yeah, just trying to figure out how that gets set and and which levels or, or those things. But thanks for the response. And I 
Yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing up the topic as well, because um, sometimes some of the, the work um, that the Sustainability Advisory Board would like to recommend is um, not necessarily tied to our strategic plan. And, and that's where the staff is focused on. And I think you all heard the city manager um, uh, mention to the city commission when the topic of like the single use plastic bag was being discussed, you know, where does that fall into our strategic plan? So if, if we start working on that, you know, and we are, um, but it's not an item that moves a needle on any other progress indicators, then it's taking away from the items that the community has prioritized for environmental sustainability that are gonna make, that the community feels is our bigger impacts. So it's taking our staffing resources away from those to work on something like single-use plastic bag ban. I see Deb, you have your hand raised, but before before we leave Kathy here, Kathy, I wanna clarify, like on the Food Policy Council, the city commission specifically says that they want a member of the SAB to participate on that council. Same thing with the code development, they specifically call it out, correct? Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yes, it is in code. And the Food Policy Council is a joint uh, county city board, by the way. So just FYI, but it is in code that it is somebody who is a sustainability advisory board member. There's a seat for somebody on the Food Policy Council, and it's to be selected by your um, advisory board. Okay, thank you. Deb? Uh, let me, yes. Um, first of all, Kay has shared the noxious weed ordinance with the land development code. I'm serving as an architect and not as a staff member on that particular one. So we did um, share that document with them and they're aware of it. Um, second, I believe we're going to be talking about a retreat to establish our goals. And I think that's going to go hand in hand with the discussion that we had. When I became a SAB member, we were asked to join two committees um, so that we could further those action plans. And I think that's one of the things we're, we're going to be talking about at that time. And I'll give everyone a chance to participate and dive deep. And I do want to add to the agenda saying who wants to be nominated for the food um, council at the next meeting. You're volunteering for that or you're saying you want that on the agenda? I want that on the agenda. Well, it would be good to get somebody to volunteer for that. Otherwise, we'll have to all gang up on someone and vote them into that position. Deb, is that all? Did you have more? Your hand is still raised. No, I'm working on getting it down. Does anybody else have um, questions for Kathy? It looks like Kay, you have your physical hand raised. Physical. Um, just real quick, and for Ben's um, information, I did specifically ask if we could move that noxious weed uh, item ahead of the discussion because the land development code update is a two-year process too. And so I did mention and the consultant that's managing the program did say 
that there are a couple of items that are probably going to jump ahead of the end of the land development code. So I, I ask that that one be put in the mix to, to be jumped ahead so that we don't have to wait for two years. Now, I think that what would help, and we can talk about it in the committee, is that it that we get it more in an update like a code, put it in a code format. But we've talked about that too, so I'll, I'll be quiet. Thanks, Kay. Any other questions for Kathy? All right, Kathy, thank you for the staff report. Thank you. We'll move on now to subcommittee reports. Our first subcommittee is Ben Sykes on the Noxious Weed Ordinance. I don't know if you have additional information to provide, Ben. Not really. Uh, just for Amanda and most, and I remember when I got on this as well, like you feel overwhelmed, like walking into like a rushing stream. Just to give you a very short synopsis, um, some members of the public came to SAB uh, almost two years ago now asking and looking at the ordinance that we have that controls weeds, uh, both for the number the species that were listed as well as the height. And so over the course of a year or better during COVID, we revised the ordinance, um, which really now also focuses on um, natural landscaping and native landscaping to try and encourage that and also to put it as a code item for new developments so that, that a portion, a small portion of their land they would have to have in some sort of a sustainable landscaping. And that's all outlined in, in, the, in the code. And um, we took that to city council across a lot of things and they've accepted it. And that's now being reviewed by the city attorney's office and others to look at that. So as we develop new properties with the planning commission that Kay's sitting on for us, thinking about um, what kind of lands we're using. And, you know, some people might just want a perfect green lawn and other people might want, you know, native prairie, which right now at least is nominally against the code because of the height of the plants. And it hasn't been updated since 1979, at least we don't think. So that's that's the summary. But, but what's happening with it, Stan, in terms of the update is what Kathy said, which is, as far as I understand, it's with the city attorney's office. Kay and I have talked about, um, we have the, the first page, the first major portion of it really describes why we need it and outlines the uh, progress indicators that it hits in the city strategic plan. But um, sounds like we need to cut that off. So we just have like, what is essentially ordinance language, like, you know, code language that specifically says things, which is right now the, um, the, the latter three sections. So we're working to split those up. Thank you. Does anybody have questions for Ben? All right, seeing none, we'll move on to Nancy and the Climate Action Plan Subcommittee Report. Okay, so um, in our last meeting, we talked about the sustainability analyst portion and um, subsequently worked on a letter. Deb drafted it. We gave input to her. Um, and apparently we weren't fast enough because the city then passed the budget. So I suppose what we'll have to do is to postpone it until next year. I don't know, Kathy, that's sort of where we were with it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the city commission has already passed the budget and that was one of the conversations uh, that the subcommittee was having via email that in, you know, because the budget's been passed, maybe you still want to communicate to the city commission to say, 
hey, we know the budget was tight uh, for 2023. And I mean, you all heard the discussions that were going on the last two, two months in terms of the budget, but we really want to uh, make sure that in 2024, we have an opportunity for the expansion of, of staffing within the, the Office of Sustainability for the city. So that's one option. Another option is just drop it for now and then just earlier in the year next year um, as you know as soon as we're going to start the budget process um, the sustainability advisory board could discuss uh, you know any action that you want to or any um, comments that you'd like to uh, let staff and the city commission know in terms of staffing thank you Kathy. Um, the other thing we talked about was the um, uh, addressing the strategic plan, um, is it UI 13, the no, a number of events that celebrate and enhance area environmental sustainability. And we talked about the electric vehicle um, show that's going to be in Lawrence that Kathy already talked about. So we managed to put that together as sponsored by the city as well as Sustainability Action Network and talked about trying to do um, further public education and engagement um, so that we could uh, further support that um, strategic initi initiative or plan, I guess. Um, and um, so we would like to move that forward. And then we also briefly talked about the problem of uh, all the cars idling in front of um, schools and if there's any issues with respect to trying to deal with that. So that's what we talked about in our last meeting. Any questions? I don't see anybody raising their hand. So the next subcommittee item on the agenda is the bylaws subcommittee. This was added kind of at last minute. And I know that people may not have had enough time to review the proposed new bylaws. I want to, before we hear from Kay, I want to remind everybody that we currently work under the old bylaws. And we can't, we cannot approve those by the new bylaws tonight. We can't take that level of action because the old bylaws specifically describe what we have to do to either amend or replace them or repeal them. And we have not met the timeframes for that. I think uh, Kathy will provide a little more information as to why we can't move forward with that. There are a few major changes that are proposed in the bylaws and I'll let Kay describe those, but one of the most important ones is changing the number of members of the Sustainability Advisory Board and then the purpose statement. Um, so with that, I hope everybody's had a chance to kind of look at the new proposed bylaws and taken a look at the old ones. And um, I would ask Kay to start us off on, on this agenda item, please. Thank you, Stan. We, uh, first of all, we were one of the last boards that had not updated our bylaws to conform to a template that the city of Lawrence had established. So um, we really needed to do it to get into some of the uh, the statements that, that other uh, groups had already been asked to include. So we started with the template that the city of Lawrence provided us. And 
Um, but where we could and where we felt it was important, we tried to leave as much of the flavor of what was in our board bylaws intact and, and just really added to it or you know, improved. And the first section is the purpose. And it was a very short purpose in our in our current bylaws. So we added um, a few things to encourage and, and discuss environmental protection, climate change, and sustainability, because those words were not at all in uh, our current bylaws. So we, we kind of reworded it to keep some of the things similar, but also to um, more accurately describe what we're working on right now. Um, the other article two was membership and we felt like that it was important to have an odd number instead of an even number. We're one of the only ones I think that have an even number of board members. And one, uh, we, we had the opportunity to look at other board bylaws so that we could see what others were doing. Um, one board has 15 members. We didn't want to <laughs> expand it that far. Um, we just wanted to add one more. So that would be 11. And in the subsequent discussions that we've had, obviously, since the Sustainability Advisory Board is actually in the code, we can't make any changes at all to how many members we have. All we can do is recommend to um, the commissioners. So uh, Kathy can more fully explain. I'll just add one other summary item. For the most part, about the only thing that we really did other than that is to um, put a code of conduct uh, statement in uh, talking about how we expect our members to act professional and um, the both uh, that statement and also went to the attorneys and they may have modified it just a little bit uh, but I don't have any problem with it we just felt like we needed to have one so that we would make sure that everyone knows that we need to act professional in our committee meetings and board meetings so those are the three summary items and then Ben and Maddie were also on in the group. So do you, either of you have additional things to offer as far as our discussion? Guess not. So maybe Kathy, you could. I can jump in. Yeah, Kathy can describe what the process now needs to be. Sure, just a few things and both um, Stan and, and UK mentioned, which um, so the, the Sustainability Advisory Board um, and uh, as it was established is part of our city code. So it's within chapter one administration article 19. And one of the uh, sentences in, in that first paragraph is that the um, committee, so the advisory board shall adopt bylaws as deemed appropriate provided such bylaws are not inconsistent with this article. 
So uh, Kay kind of mentioned some of those inconsistencies that are being recommended from the subcommittee to the uh, board uh, as, as possible changes to recommend that the city commission uh, consider. So one of them is the number of board members or city code says there's 10 members. So if the advisory board would like to move forward with changing it to 11 or recommending that it change to 11, the process really is from here is, you know, if, if there's consensus on that, um, I will work with our uh, city attorney's office to go ahead and draft an amendment to the city code. And that would go to the city commission. And all this time, you know, the advisory board can't approve this bylaws because it's inconsistent. It's up until the city commission, um, you know, votes to change the city code to 11, that then it opens up that door uh, to revise those bylaws to 11. The other section, um, as Kay highlighted, is the purpose of the sustainability advisory board is, uh, has been changed with the recommended uh, draft that the subcommittee has brought forth to you. Uh, so that would also be something that would be included in that amendment to the city code. If you want to go ahead and select to choose uh, some of that additional wording that the subcommittee worked on. In terms of that section with the conduct, that, that's not something that would it, that's not in conflict with the city code. Um, and uh, I did also want to mention so that all the board members know our city attorney's office has already uh, reviewed the draft bylaws that the subcommittee worked on. So they, uh, we wanted to do that before it came to the uh, sustainability advisory board in terms of, you know, are there any red flags? And um, there aren't any red flags. They had some minimal edits. Um, the only thing they're saying is that those bylaws cannot be um, approved or adopted by the Sustainability Advisory Board until those changes happen at the city commission level. Um, so I just wanted to, to mention that. The other thing I wanted to mention, one other edit that was made to the bylaws, um, just for something to consider and to have a conversation on. Uh, this advisory board wanted to move elections of the chair and vice chair to the December meeting. And in the past, it's been in January and, and you know, the chair kind of takes place January through December. No. I'm seeing Stan. That's not accurate, Kathy. It just happened to be in January this year because we didn't have a meeting in December. The old okay. bylaws require it to be in December. And had we had a meeting in December, we would have had an election. Okay. Okay. Um, this, the same concern that I've heard does still apply and I will just share it, whether you uh, feel like it is something that you want to change or not. Uh, but one of the concerns that was brought up is that uh, with the elections in December, in the situation where the Sustainability Advisory Board uh, may select uh, a member to be the chair, and that person's term ends in de on December 31st of that same year, and if that person does want to be reappointed, but the mayor does not reappoint that member to a second term, then in January, if that person does does not is not appointed to a second term, then um, you know they would 
be a chair for about two week time frame. And one of the other things just, just to consider um, is that in the in the reappointments, um, and and I, I'm not sure how it's happened in the past. Uh, probably each mayor is a little bit different as to the time frame, but there is a transition in mayors in December. On December 6th is when it will happen this year. Sometimes the current mayor will uh, wait for the transition of the new mayor to make those appointments because it's gonna be during their time that they're mayor as opposed to the mayor that's um, stepping down. And for that reason, sometimes the timeline of reappointments doesn't happen till mid-December or a little bit later in December. Again, I'm just sharing this as a possible concern um, I'm, you know, it's for you to, to discuss. Um, I just felt like I, I needed to, to sh share it with y'all. This has been Sykes, SAB board member. I think one of the reasons that we wanted to focus in on December is that several of us felt like the January meeting didn't have much organization or movement forward because we spent the time figuring out who the chair and vice chair were and we didn't have agenda items ready to go. And, and so I think that was the impetus, at least one of the main ones for trying to figure out by the end of December, who are our chair and vice chair so that we could hit the ground running with our meetings in January and start making progress on the new items. I understand the complexity that you raised, though, Kathy, for sure. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Thank you, Ben. Does anybody else have any questions or comments? Mosin, you look like you have your hand raised. Yeah, I have a quick question. If I'm not making a mistake, one of the differences between the two bylaws is that there's no more uh, residency requirement in Lawrence and business owners who reside in Douglas County can become a member. So I, I, I would be a I would appreciate if there could be an explanation why this could be helpful for the board. It may just have been missed or or accidentally different. I think the template says resident, but I can't remember. In Article 2, Section 3, this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. In Article 2, Section 3, it says that the board member has to be a resident of Lawrence. Um, and if only a resident of Douglas County and the member owns a business that has its principal place of business in Lawrence, then they can also be a member. But if you look at Article 2, Section 3, that would be the exception. If you lived outside the city limits but had a business that, whose principal place of business was operational here in Lawrence, is what the draft bylaws say. And that has been applied to all the advisory boards and commissions. Or I shouldn't say all, but it's that was in the template. Okay, you have more commenters. I do. So I would recommend that we determine consensus if you like section one and the addition of uh, an additional voting member so that, oh, go go ahead, Stan. Yeah, before we move forward with this, please, I, I wanna see if anybody else has comments. Oh, okay. Because if not, I do. It looks like Nancy okay. May. Okay. 
Yeah, I just want to comment on the the time of the vote for the chair of the committee. I think that whatever month we do it, it's going to be a transition month and we're going to lose some time going forward. And whether that's January that we lose it or December, I don't think it makes much difference. But I thought that Kathy's arguments or suggestions um, made a lot of sense so that um, we don't have somebody that could conceivably only be the chair for a couple of weeks and um, give the, the incoming mayor the opportunity to um, choose the board members so that the timing, I think, would be better if we did the elections of the chair in January. So I can appreciate that wanting to hit the ground, but I think you have a transition month whenever you do it. Uh, this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Nancy, my only comment to that would be is that you're assuming then that the mayor would have their act together and actually make appointments by January. It might take till February or March. And okay, but we're counting on a brand new mayor. And I, I don't know, has this ever been a problem that we've encountered? I don't know that it's been an issue with sustainability advisory board, but the, the information and the comment was brought to me by uh, city manage, the city manager's office staff as, as a possible um, situation that could occur. Okay, that, that's very helpful. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> okay, you wanted to say more? Yeah, so relative to the December versus January, in December we have a, an actual agenda approved so that we are working on actual business. And and in the past, because we did try to do it in December, we did usually have a, a chair uh, selected in December. Then we didn't really have much of a transition period in January. It just, we just went on to regular business, whoever the new chair was, um, because we had voted in December. And that, so that December, time is in our current bylaws and it really had worked pretty good. Thank you, Kay. Did anybody else have comments? I wanted to make a couple quick comments, but I didn't want to get ahead of anyone else. Dan, I just um, had one quick question. Oh, ben, you yeah. have your hand up. Thank you. Yeah, I just had one quick question. Kathy, the um, one of the elements that was in the template that I think we, we kind of kept in there was about the staggering of appointments and it sounded like so for, for those that weren't in that discussion, basically that the, the the people that we have on the board are staggered in their appointments so that you don't have like the entire board turning over at one time. And it sounded like the city attorney's office said it doesn't belong in the bylaws, but and which is fine, but where does it belong if it doesn't belong in the bylaws such that we can ensure we don't have like wholesale board turnover at some point? Yeah, that's correct, Ben. So the city attorney's office did mention that that section um, wasn't really a section for the bylaws. I did mention to them that that's what the template was. Uh, they uh, didn't. Also, they also didn't feel that it necessarily went into city code for the one appointment, um, but that there would be another kind of mechanism to make sure that um, the city doesn't appoint somebody that then again goes over to the 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 
the other board members that are um, leaving all at the same time. So the way that it's managed right now, and I, I know there's kind of a three groups in the sustainability advisory board. So you're staggered in three different years. The city would just make sure again to uh, appoint that person into one where it doesn't become five members at, at the same time. Um, it will go to, it would, you know, be divided. But, you know, where is where is it written? Um, I'm not sure. We'll make sure that there's, there's definitely a method for that. Other advisory boards do have that in their bylaws. So, um, I, you know, we took it, we had some, um, the sample of the, the parks and rec one, but they were adding um, additional members. So it's more than one member uh, situation where they were talking about the staggered uh, appointments. Anybody else have questions or comments? Um, I don't see anybody with their hand raised or waving at me. I, I wanted to comment briefly, the, the change, I just wanna make sure everybody's aware that the change if we move forward with it going from 10 to 11 members, um, there has been a challenge in getting members assigned to the Sustainability Advisory Board by the mayor. We've been down at least one person, I think the entire time I've been on the board and that's more than a year. Um, secondly, it will change the, the quorum requirements. The quorum will go from five to six. So it'll be a, a more rigorous requirement for the quorum. And then the other thing I wanted to point out that would change is amending these bylaws. The old language said that we needed to have a two thirds majority uh, to amend. Uh, and uh, at the meeting to amend and that we needed to provide at least 30 days notice. I, I personally like the change that just says we can do it by a simple majority as long as we've gotten it on the agenda in time. But um, I did want to point that out for everybody that those are probably the significant Im Im implications of changing the membership number. And with that, before we take any action, if nobody else on the board has comments, uh, I know we have at least one member from the public. I would ask if anybody from the public has any comments on the proposed bylaws, since we're gonna take some sort of action on it, I think it would be important to hear from members of the public if they have a comment. The only one I see is Don Hawkins. I don't know if Don has a comment. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Are, are you able, okay. Uh, this is Don Hawkins, um, uh, Douglas County resident. I just wanted to, um, you guys didn't talk very long about the, um, Mr. Otemi um, brought up about the um, residency, um, and I just and I I did hear Kath. I lowered my hand because I did hear Kathy say that um, the other boards have it written this way. But I don't know. I wish it, I wish this was more open to other members of uh, other county residents that aren't necessarily business owners. I happen to have rent, uh, rental property in, in Lawrence. So I think technically I could, uh, um, you know, throw my hat in, which I have, I never heard back, but um, uh, so not everyone who might have something to offer um, has a business. And so I would like to see 
be struck. Um, that's just my opinion. And also, it would be nice to see a copy of this that that has that shows maybe it's too complex. I'm trying to do a side by side comparison of the old bylaws and this, but it would be nice to see the actual changes in within the document. Um, obviously, I'm not voting on this, so um, that's just my two cents. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Is there anybody else from the public that had a comment? I did not see anybody listed when I looked at the participants list. Kathy, do you see anybody? There's nobody from the public in addition to Don. All right. Does anybody have comments on Don's comments or want to discuss those before we move forward with any type of action? Uh, Maddie Bell, SAD board member. Um, Kathy, I had a question because I had been thinking about like the county versus city thing. And I know that the state sustainability office just recently split between city and county stuff. Um, but my understanding was that this board is like technically the city of Lawrence's advisory board, but sometimes advises the county. And I was just asking, wondering if you could clarify, like, is there a sustainability advisory board for the county? Do they just sometimes ask for our ad advice? Um, and because I think that would impact my um uh point of view on like county members who are not business owners joining yeah good question so the sustainability advisory board advises the governing body of the city of lawrence the sustainability advisory board does not advise the governing board of the douglas county so this is a city advisory board in the past the Sustainability Advisory Board has had conversations about the possibility to expand that scope and have a joint city-county Sustainability Advisory Board. And I believe a lot of those conversations, that's probably been two years or so, but I do know there's some board members here that were uh, part of those conversations, kind of were in line with, well, there's a joint sustainability office between the city and the county. So kind of what you're um, may, maybe mentioning, Maddie, uh, in terms of, of, you know, where you've provided feedback to a, a, a joint uh, director uh, for sustainability on the city and county side. But no, this advisory board is uh, just a city board and you advise the city commission. Thank you. Stan, may, may I say just one more thing I forgot to mention? Sure, this is Don Hawkins, member of the public. Thank you. Uh, um, uh, that it could that could be struck or add to it owns a business or works in Lawrence, which is the case for me and and many um, Lawrence or Douglas County rural residents. Um, like maybe that would be a way to you know ensure that they're they're. Invested in in the board for the right reasons, but you know a lot of what happens in Lawrence affects us rural citizens. So um, anyway, thank you. Thank you, Don. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Do we have any other? comments or discussion you know if we passed a, passed a plastic bag ban ordinance 
in the city of Lawrence. I'm not sure where she would shop outside of the county, maybe down in Baldwin City, um, that would not be impacted by that, for example. Yeah, I guess this has been Sykes Sad Board member to Maddie's point. If the county doesn't have an advisory board, um, that that would be an interesting question maybe to ask of Kim, uh, Kathy, of Kim Cranerichie of, of like asking the Douglas County Commission if they have, seems like a complete duplication of effort in some ways to like also have a county advisory board and then they can set their own priorities and decide about these kind of things. And that would make it clear to me what, how restrictive we wanna be in membership for the SAB, which is just for the city. But I, I absolutely agree that um, people that work in Lawrence or that own property in Lawrence or, or are also affected strongly by the kinds of recommendations that we're making um, and that may be taken up and, and passed into law by the city. So I, I'm comfortable with making that more expansive. I don't think uh, you can imagine, uh, it's easy to do thought exercises where you can imagine someone taking advantage of that, right? Like somebody buying a property just so they can affect, but that's a really long way to go around the horn to affect policy in the city is buying a property just so you can jump on the SAB board and maybe make a recommendation to the city commission um, that might get passed. But um, so anyways, that's my perspective. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it being more open. Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Oh, sorry, Nancy, I didn't realize you had your hand up. You go first. I just want to agree with Ben and, and Dawn. I thought, think it's a good idea to include um, people who um, own property and work in the in Lawrence, as well as people who have businesses here. Thank you, Nancy. Dawn, it looks like your hand is still raised, but I'm going to go to Maddie Bell. Uh, Maddie Bell said, board member. Um, yeah, I am also, I think, fine with like expanding the qualifications uh, or what, you know, can make you eligible to join. Um, I am kind of interested in maybe because I wasn't around for that conversation about our board um, also working for the county. I know that there are some like joint city county um, commissions or boards that have like county appointed and city appointed members. Uh, and so I don't know if that is something that any of anyone would be interested in, but like if we're gonna expand it to like county members, but it's still just advising the city, like even though, you know, like the example Stan brought up of like, where are you shopping? You know, decisions we make about a plastic band, bag ban would affect someone who lives in the county, but is shopping for groceries in the city of Lawrence. Um, it just seems like if we're like taking that step, it might be worth discussing like, taking the full step, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Is that, does that make sense to folks? Cool. Any other comments on this topic, questions? This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB board member. I, I would think it would be important to get some, maybe get the legal office to opine about this because, you know, there are certain there's a certain separation between the city and county, and it's not just this board that has certain restrictions on it. Um, you can't be a city commission member if you don't live in the city, for example, and they're the ones making the appointments and they're the ones asking for the advice. So 
I think it would be important to maybe get some feedback on that particular change from the Office of Council as well, kind of like you got the, the once over on the other items. Kathy, do you think that is possible? Yeah, I definitely want to make sure that we know the background and history as to the membership requirement um, first, and then uh, both city manager's office and legal would uh, be able to, to give us input, and I will share that uh, with the board. I will also mention, um, just because I have a little space here, uh, again, this advisory board, um, you know, can absolutely have that conversation, but uh, you know, my hat is to remind you of the strategic plan and our environmental sustainability commitments. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of like a broken record, but I will continue to uh, talk about that. Uh, city manager uh, did talk to this advisory board, how aligned you are with our strategic plan in terms of the commitment the city's made. But I, I want to just remind you that the city's strategic plan and environmental sustainability commitment is not Douglas County's strategic plan. So I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Thank you. I think I get bonus points every time I say strategic plan. No, just kidding. So, so with that, I'll bring it back to Kay. Did you want to talk about what you might want to do with next steps, Kay? Um, yes, and so I, would like to just initially raise the discussion that we had keeping the membership discussion aside um, and um, since Kathy would have to run that by the legal department and others I, I want to for sure get consensus that um, that we like the general idea of the purpose change and the um, voting members number to 11. Um, we've, you know, I, I know that several people have been beating the bushes to get more people involved. And we definitely have been trying to get more diversity on our uh, committee. So I think with an additional person an additional member. We have one open position now, and if we get another additional uh, member, then we've got some additional possibilities uh, for more diversity. So I, I like the uh, uh, 11, and I would ask everybody to look at the purpose and the members and state whether or not they agree with consensus that this should be put forth for bylaw changes for code first code changes and then uh, and then for our bylaw update. Deb Ford has her hand raised. Deb, please. I had one question uh, for Kathy or Stan. Um, to Stan's point that we've had trouble filling one position and if we have trouble filling two for quorum, do we still need six if we only have nine? If people if we change it. That, right. <laughs> Is it based on how many board members we have for quorum or 
how many we can ultimately have. Well, there's a specific number called out in the bylaws that says that we have to have six. And the current bylaws say we have to have five. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say it's proportional if I, unless I missed that. It is, prefer. yeah, it is not. Um, if you have some vacancies on the advisory board that the quorum number doesn't change. Uh, so it's still at the set amount. And in these draft bylaws, it's setting it at six, whether or not you have all 11 positions filled. And the only thing I would like to point out is that we, in spite of our vacancies, we've managed to get our quorum um, in, in all of our meetings. So we've got dedication. There were, there were times last year though, Kay, where we had five and no more. It was a little shaky a couple of times. Yes, I will agree. But I, I really, I think for voting purposes, we'd be better off with an odd number. It hadn't, um, I think I think I think there's interest to add an additional person. Anyway, those are my two cents. So I guess we need to go around and say what your opinion is. Um, this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. I, I don't think we need to go around and say our opinion. I think we need to have a motion to saying what we would like to do and see if it gets a second. Oh, okay. Well then I'll make a motion um, and hopefully we'll get consensus on section one and of the article one, section one and article two, section one for those changes to go to the commission for code consideration. Article one, section one and article two, section one. Those are the right. First one is the purpose statement. The second one changes the board number to eleven. Right, and and then of course the section that changes the quorum. I don't know what number that is, but I don't know that that would need to go to the city commission. It does not. Would anybody like to second case motion? This has been. Deb, beat to it. Deb, I couldn't hear what you were saying. Please repeat it. Step forward, I second Kay's motion. All right. So Kay's motion is to ask the city commission to consider these changes so that we can move forward with amending our bylaws if they do accept them. It's had a, a second by Deb. Um, all those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Sounded like it was unanimous. Any opposed? Please give me the same sign. Nobody is opposed. So it was unanimous. Thank you, Deb. Thank Thanks, you, everybody. Thank you. This has been Sykes, uh, sad board member. I would just like, uh, it seemed like you wrote this down, Kathy, but I would like a, a small thing on the county thing that that Matt the history and just you know a short synopsis of like I get what you were saying and I understand about the strategic plan there's plan 2040 and there's other things too and it, it would be valuable to know mm -hmm. on the county side and, and membership on this board I think there's 
sufficient interest in in that across the advisory board to warrant coming back to it at some point. Absolutely. And I did have two items that I wrote down to work on. So number one is um, with uh, the board uh, wanting to move forward with that recommendation to commission. So I'll work with uh, the city attorney's office on the amendment for the city code. Um, so that's one item. The other item is what you just spoke on, Ben. So I did write that one down too. And I'll come back to the, the board with that information. Thank you. All right, the next item on our agenda is old business, and that is a discussion of having a goal setting session. And we've talked about wanting to do that. I thought we might have a little different discussion tonight until we had two more members added. So that may change the dynamic of our discussion, but um, I'd like to hear from people what they think about having a goal setting session and especially like to hear when we should have that. Does anybody have any comment? Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Uh, I'm still in favor of having one, and I think it makes uh, extra sense now that we've got two new members. Um, so I think the timing works out nicely. Uh, I think October would be a great time to do it. Um, and uh, I'm pretty available in October. So <laughs> hopefully there are a few, very few schedule conflicts. Those are my thoughts. Anybody else have comments? Ben, are you trying to say something? You're muted. I was just, I saw Deb's hand up. Oh, Deb's hand. Oh, sorry, I did not see that. Deb, please. That's, that's okay. I was just agreeing with Maddie. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Maddie Bell, SAD board member. Uh, Stan, were you also asking for thoughts on like what we want to discuss during this or just whether we want to do it or not? Well, I was not thinking about asking what we would discuss. I, I think we would need to get some input on that. But I think we need to figure out, do we want to do it and when? And then maybe talk with Kathy about, or hear from her about what's going to be the best way to get input and how much time she needs to help set this up, whether October is feasible for her and who, who's gonna work on it with her. So this is, this is Kathy, so thanks, Stan. Um, I do know that our last conversation on the goal setting session was in regards to uh, having that, looking at October dates, uh, since September didn't work for some of the board members and still uh, planning on using the Prairie Park Nature Center. Um, I do know in conversations with, with Stan um, before this meeting, we just wanted to, you know, uh, kind of come fresh to this meeting and have the conversation, almost like restarting the conversation in a way of, you know, how this board feels, especially with the new board members. Um, and again, there's a vacancy, so we'll um, hopefully there, uh, you know, there will be somebody appointed to that um, soon. But uh, really having that conversation of of timeline. Um, there is an election of a chair that needs to happen at this board meeting. So that there's a lot of changes. So we just wanted to, to have this conversation. I do think that if we're looking at October at this time frame, because we 
didn't kind of do the pre-work on getting the community involved with some uh, public comment to it. October does seem a little tight um, at this time. So we might kind of consider, you might want to consider November to just number one, have the ability to get some public engagement. And then number two, allowing the new board members to get a little bit more settled in. Um, they will have their training and orientation here soon. Um, but, um, and then hopefully that other vacancy, um, hopefully there's a, an appointment there uh, made in time for like a November goal setting session, but it's really all up to you. And and um, I'm just here to, to support and uh, and plan for it. Looks like Kay. Kay, you have your hand up. Yes, um, I do have some travel. I And we had talked about a Saturday and I have um, work travel that includes some Saturdays. And so maybe a doodle poll with for October and November might be a good thing at least we we can have an idea who's going to have a conflict. I know I'm going to have a conflict on the 1st of October and the 31st of October. But I, obviously there's Thanksgiving in the middle of November. I don't know about. This is Ben Sykes, SAB board member for the new uh, SAB members. I think we had talked about like half a day or something like that, a half a day retreat on a weekend, right? Correct. So, so we don't need to like you ever get those doodle polls that have like every single hour of the day for like, out, yeah. for like two months? Yeah, not not one of those. So this is just like maybe Saturdays uh, or half days, mornings or afternoons. That would be great. Nancy, you have your hand raised, please. I think it's a great idea to do a doodle poll because I think what's really important is to have all the members available to participate and um, making sure that everybody can participate, I think is really important. Uh, doodle poll is a great way to approach that. Anybody else have comments or motion? Motion for that board member. I think it would be helpful to have like some quick brainstorming sessions on the agenda, like before that final meeting that happens, it would, help everyone to get on the same page. I don't think if like everyone is thinking the same, the same about what the goal they want. So it could be a back and forth process. Like um, after a few discussions, then we can have the final one to actually come up with the final goals. Maddie Bell, a SEP board member. I think this aligns with Mostin's idea, but um... We could have the the uh, planning session um, after, like at least after the October SAB meeting, and that could be a time for the public to submit comment, whether written or uh, in attendance. Um, that could be a way to get some engagement, and then also, I mean, like we if we're doing it in November, we could do it after the November meeting, or we could schedule like a November special meeting to have that kind of uh, engagement. But I I think that could also align with like having some pre-discussion if that's what we wanted to do. Thank you, Deb Ford. Your hand is raised, please. 
Kathy, I was wondering, since you've been mentioning the strategic plan and the goals that the city manager has uh, raised for our attention on items that can help us focus for the city's needs, is that something that you could do a presentation or uh, a series of um, discussions during our SAP meetings uh, to help start thinking along the lines that Olson had raised. This is Kathy. Yeah, absolutely. I could give a presentation at the next uh, board meeting on the strategic plan, uh, quick overview, and then really dial into the environmental sustainability commitment. Maddie Bell, SAP board member. I really like that idea. I think it'd be really cool if our planning discussion uh, focused on the strategic plan just because it seems like the conversation of like how are we proactive versus how are we like supporting stuff the city's doing uh, keeps coming up so that's something i'm definitely interested in does anybody else have um comments i'm going to be pretty limited available in end of october myself um so i think i'm having some sort of poll this is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Having some sort of poll to find out when people are available is important. Can we can we just find out is a Saturday typically available for most people? Saturday morning, or does that everybody have a conflict on? Does anybody have a standing conflict on Saturday mornings? Doesn't look like anybody's making frowny faces or <laughs> waving their hands on Saturday morning. So maybe at least we could focus on that and give Kathy a chance to see when there might be availability either at Prairie Park or at the city hall building. Mm -hmm. We don't have to limit ourselves to one location. Okay, you have a comment? Yes, and, and you know, when we were talking about uh, Prairie Park, we didn't, we said it would be absolutely better if we could do it in person, but but if we see that we can't all be there in person, then maybe we could also make a remote option. It's not as good and we all know that, but, um, but we do our meetings this way. And so, you know, it, I, to me, I don't have a problem if we also make a remote option. Yeah, I, I agree. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. I think it's very important to be there in person. I've, I've done, when I was on the city county planning commission, we would do strategic planning sessions every year and we would try to get everybody to attend in person. We didn't really have the option at that time for virtual participation. And I think a lot would be lost if you try to participate in that strategic planning session virtually. We need to shoot for 100% attendance. Donna, I see your hand raised. Um, I guess I will accept public comment on this particular topic. Go ahead. We we need Thanks. to keep it brief. No. Yeah, this is Don Hawkins. <clears throat> um, yeah, I will keep it keep it brief. Just uh, I just wanted to suggest that um, the that previous goals be available maybe prior to your meeting or during your meeting um, to help with some continuity. Not, I mean, there's a lot of I don't see a lot of um, non-board 
members attending tonight, but um, often there are. I think Kay Johnson is probably the longest standing board member now. Is that right? So maybe Kay could could you know contribute. I just encourage you to reflect back a little bit on um, uh, the board in the past because there was a lot of community input uh, to that. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Deb, Deb is the current reigning longest member. Oh. I'd, I'd be curious oh, okay. to know, do we have any previous goals? Yes, there was a lot of time spent on this in the past. This is Kathy Richardson, Director of Sustainability. So there are some goals that were defined in the last goal setting session. Um, and I'm happy to, I, I had shared that earlier this year, but I'm happy to share that again. And the subcommittees that were formed um, for the those focus areas. And so uh, that's absolutely information that should be considered as part of this process. Okay, thank you. Do we need to take a vote on anything or are we just asking Kathy at this point to look for dates that are available and poll us about that with the general sentiment that we don't want to keep putting it off and putting it off. I think a number of us have been asking for a goal setting session. Well, I know I had since early last year. Does that kind of encapsulate, um, does anybody have more guidance we need to provide to Kathy? Okay, seeing none, the next item on the agenda, we need to take care of this tonight before we, we run into our time spending. And that is we need to elect a new SAB chair. Our SAB chair resigned in the past month. The, since we're acting under the current bylaws, this chair will be the chair up until December when we will elect a new chair. So for the next three months, we need someone to be chair. And I would ask to have the nominations made. I have a question. Yes, okay. Stan, would you consider being chair? through the yep. end of December. I'd be happy least. to do that since I'm the vice chair, yes. I, I will tell you though, if I'm if I'm elected, I am not going to be able to work on setting up this goal setting session in the over the next three to four weeks. I will not have the energy and stamina to do it. All right, I just finished my chemo and radiation treatment. I am not in any position. I've I've stopped all work with my with my real job i'm taking leave through the end of the month and i'm just not going to be able to have the the, the energy i have lots of time but I, I won't have the energy or physical stamina to be involved so just put that out there we'll need to get a volunteer to work on this then with kathy if if we're trying to get it done in the next month but you could participate in the goal setting you just couldn't get the goal setting thing I'm not set up. Correct. I don't have a problem with you being chair. I I wish you good luck with the rest of the treatment stuff too. <laughs> yeah, I should be done with treatment. Hopefully, I'll find out in December. 
Does anybody want to make a motion? Deb, I see your hand is up. I make a motion to elect Stan as chair. I second. This is Kay Johnson. All right, that's been a motion to elect me as chair by Deb Ford and Kay Johnson. Does anybody want to discuss before we have a vote? This is ben? like sad board member. I would just that probably necessitates that we're going to have to elect a new vice chair. I, I'm not saying that I, I, I'm not supportive of that, but that automatically will mean that we have to uh, elect a new vice chair. Agreed. And we should try to do that tonight if possible. Any other comment? All right, all those in favor of electing me as the new chair for the next three months, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Same sign. Sounds like um, it was a unanimous vote. Ben, may I <laughs> thank you yeah. for your comment? Yeah. Now I, we need to consider a vice chair. I would like to nominate Maddie Bell as the vice chair. <laughs> and Deb, I see your hand raised as well. I'll second that nomination. If Maddie wants it. Maddie Bell said, board member, sounds good. I was going to throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Any other nominees? It, it's still an unpaid position, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> They're all unpaid. Good, Manny. You'll get to run the meeting in November because I will not be, probably won't even be in the country. Um, if there's no other nominees, no other comments at this time, I would ask um, all those in favor of Maddie Bell being appointed as the vice chair, uh, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Same sign. Congratulations, Maddie. I look forward to working with you and I'll be reaching out to you. Hopefully we can talk in the next week or two. Uh, at least I can talk on the phone. If I'm not napping or something. <laughs> Maddie Bell said, board member, thanks y'all. And so sounds good. Looking forward to it, Stan. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you for your willingness to serve. And and thank you, Amanda and Motion, for your willingness to join our, sub, our, um, our advisory board and your willingness to serve. We appreciate it very much. We look forward to working with you. I think we have a really great uh, group of people here. And um, we're excited to have Kathy formally as our, our new sure. sustainability leader for the city. With that, I would ask if um, we have any future agenda items. So we just are, just to confirm, Kathy is going to talk in October and make a presentation on the strategic plan, right? right. That would at least be one thing for the October meeting. Is that right, Kathy? That's correct. And it will be part great. of the staff report. Okay, great. Kathy, if there's any opportunities we can contribute, um, for example, to speed up review of the plastic bag or the weed ordinance or things like that where we can participate at city commission, please let us know. Okay, thank you. 
All right, we have three minutes left. Do we have any SAB member updates? Deb, Deb has her hand up, Stan. Oh, Deb, I'm sorry. Deb, you are in the upper left corner on my screen. And I, as I scan the screen, my eyes don't go there automatically. I'm sorry about that. Deb, please. I like being in the background, so that's all cool. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I think if you can have the doodle poll done so that we can discuss the date uh, at our next SAB meeting. And then uh, just to piggyback on what Dan said, I thought that, that you would have an update from the council on those two ordinances uh, for the next session as well, which would fit under the staff meeting. And then I would move for um, ending the meeting. Well, uh, before we end the meeting, Sorry. we'll have time uh, for public comments. I don't know if there's anybody else from the public who's joined us or if Dawn has additional comment that she wanted to add. Thanks, Dan. I think I, I'm good for tonight. Thank you. I've, talk, I've taken enough of your time. All right. Thank you. And it doesn't appear that there's anybody else from the public who has joined us. Deb, is your hand still up? To, okay. Then I think it would be a good time for a motion to adjourn. Maddie Bell said more members, so moved. We have a second. 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 Nancy seconds. All those in favor, say aye. And goodbye. Aye. 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 Yes. Goodbye. Thank you very much. <laughs> I look forward to working with you all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.